Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time for a national look inside the NFL with a guy who still has KC barbecue running through his veins. I babied a pork butt. He left in 07, but due to a technicality found in his contract, he's back as our NFL insider. I am broken! He brought you the cover three. His one big thing. A whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. It's D.A. Mad Dog Sports Radio and 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. And D.A., here we are again, the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, albeit this time on the road. And nobody wants to talk about, hey, there's a chance for a defending champion we've all been clamoring for it seems like that that nobody nobody's given them that just yet i will say two things that i think should make chiefs fans and 610 sports radio listeners very proud number one every wednesday throughout this season when i've joined you guys it's usually coming off an effort that was like yeah yeah but or maybe some losses and i kept saying yeah but mahomes in the playoffs read in the playoffs i don't know give me that every time and who's really going to beat him and we we sounded like it was canary. We sounded like we were whistling past the graveyard, and it was always like, oh, you guys are delusional or what, what have you. But no, ultimately, that's what ended up coming to pass. Who was going to really beat them when it mattered most? Secondly, there's a lot of people nationally that are so sick and tired of the Chiefs. They don't want the Chiefs. They were rooting for the Bills. They're sick and tired of, of everything about the Chiefs and whatnot. And that just means you guys have arrived, that there is a Patriots-esque exhaustion that is going on because you win so much. I am sorry. I never thought I would say that about the Kansas City Chiefs. People are exhausted of all of the winning. I mean, what world is this? Well, D.A., they're so exhausted, they, they're acting like Josh Allen is still alive in the playoffs. Sean O'Hara, stupid. Uh, any of the other talking heads trying to say that uh, Dan Orlowski, uh trying to say that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we're here at Wednesday, and we're still hearing that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes by a lot of nitwits. Pure silliness, and I think it, it – does factor into the national exhaustion over any team, whether it's the Chiefs, the Patriots, whatever team wins a lot. It was the Warriors in basketball. You know, if it's our job to talk about something every single day, if you're talking about the same thing every single day for four, five, six, seven, ten, in the Patriots' case, 20 years, people want something else. And so the Orlovskis or Harris or whatever are going to look for a way to not talk Chiefs and talk about Josh Allen or anybody else, but it's all pure silliness because we're certainly at the point in time now where it's Mahomes until further notice, and it's going to be a while. We all know it. 
People don't want to admit it, but it's going to be a while because Mahomes' greatness is only going to continue to build much like Brady's did. And it doesn't mean that he wins the Super Bowl every year. But in all of these big games, look, I felt this way about Montana. I felt this way about Brady and few others, if any. Don't give that guy the football back because he'll figure out a way to do it. And it happened again. Now, of course, there has to be a field goal that blows wide right, et cetera. But if Mahomes got that football back in a tie game, who was betting against him going down the field and winning it anyway? So it's his world until further notice, and uh, I don't think people should fight it so much. Well, it was Sean O'Hara at NFL Network. Actually, he was the one betting against it because he said if they kicked the field goal, uh, that was going to overtime. I'm like, uh, not necessarily. You gave Mahomes yeah. a Can minute I- 40 or something left. Uh, who knows? He, I'm sure he, he gets a shot to get in field goal range and do it back the other direction. We're all about the same age, right? And, you know, Josh is a little bit older than you and I, DA. But like a minute 40 when we were growing up as kids, that was pretty much over. The yeah, game yeah, was yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now a minute 40 left in an NFL game, you're thinking – two or three possessions per team. Like, like, <laughs> like they, they have, if you right? use your timeouts, right. I do. Right. Like, like I just remember like the two minute forever. warning would hit and you'd be like, okay, the game's, game's pretty over. much over. Now you got a minute 40 to go. You're like, okay, don't score too quick. And you know, like it's weird how the final two minutes of the game has changed over the last 30 or 40 years. If you give a team 13 seconds, yeah, they can beat you 13 right. freaking seconds. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, the, the way that, quarterbacking has become so precise offenses are so precise getting out of bounds getting the the quick stoppage of the clock uh whether it's spiking the football if you have a timeout all that stuff's become so far more sophisticated so you're right i mean there was a you'll hear way more now bob to your point you can't score too fast don't score too quickly than you ever used to it used to just be score to take the lead and then you take your chances now it's don't leave too much time on the clock. And, uh, yeah, a minute 40 for Mahomes. I, I don't know how many timeouts they had, but even though they didn't have the two-minute warning, that was not going to be too much time. All they had to do was get down the field for a field goal attempt. So, And, we, you know, we saw that Bills defense at times certainly fold in some big spots this year. So I think it would have happened that way. And maybe it would have been better that way because then it wouldn't have all been on Tyler Bass. But uh, I do think just that field goal being good was not going to change the outcome of that game. Now the pressure shifts to uh, Lamar Jackson. The spotlight now on him. Can he be the one to take down Mahomes? I think this game, D.A., is probably more about defense to me, but we know the he- the headline guys are the two quarterbacks. He can. He's been, he's been phenomenal this year. And um, I think, again, it fits a narrative where people are waiting for the new, the fresh, and Lamar hasn't done it yet. So there's a lot of people hoping that a fresh face does it. And a lot of people really like Lamar Jackson. But from a a strictly football standpoint, he's been sensational this year. And it really starts with Munkin's offense. It was an offense that was strange and kind of a mutant offense in the last couple of years. They didn't know if they wanted him to be primarily a running uh, quarterback. Then they tried to make him more of a pocket passer. He also didn't have great weapons. And this year, Munkin came in and really adapted the offense to Lamar's strengths as he's growing. And he's still maturing. And he's a much better passer than he has been. He's been running the football very effectively. They lost J.K. Dobbins, and they're still running the football effectively with Gus Edwards, et cetera. But, man, now he's got weapons. You know, he has Zay Jones. Uh, He has Odell Beckham. He has uh, pieces to go on the outside. And all of that means that Lamar has the capabilities to get this thing done. Um, And I think it's, it's a significant challenge to this 
Chiefs defense to keep him down on both sides because, look, he didn't have to throw for 300 yards to win this football game, whereas Josh Allen, he can run the football, but most of his big plays are going to happen with a big arm. I think Lamar can beat the Chiefs by throwing for 200 if he's also running for 85 and picking up some crucial first downs. He can do it. So this is a big challenge. How do you see this one playing out? Do you see this being a defensive battle, or do you see this one where both defenses, number one and two in the NFL and points given up, just go, ah, let's let the offenses have their day? It's the same exact thing that happened against the Bills. This is going to be a game play to the 20s, and I think high 20s ends up winning it. So it's it's certainly not a defensive-oriented game. I don't think we would call last week defensive-oriented necessarily. It's going to be intermittently some big defensive plays with can you get a seven instead of a three? Can you avoid the turnover? And at the end of the game, can you make the drive that counts? And I, to me, this is a 24-23 game midway through the fourth. It's a 21-20 game midway through the fourth. And somebody is going to get a stop or somebody's going to score a touchdown and not get the stop. And that's going to be the difference. I have no doubt this comes down to the final two drives of this game. And one team's got a football and has to score. And they do it. And the other team's got to an answer and doesn't do it or vice versa. I don't think there's any way this is a two-score game when all is said and done. And uh, it's going to be played, I think, in the mid to high 20s. Who are you taking? Chiefs. <laughs> I, You know, last week I took the Bills, and uh, I just felt as though not only was it the time for the Bills, but the Bills' momentum at the end of the season, the Bills had kind of clicked into another gear in terms of efficiency on offense. They figured out a way with the offense, with Josh Allen, to allow him to watch a running game kind of flourish and then take some big shots downfield. And I thought, you know, the Chiefs are good, but the Chiefs are a little vulnerable, and I think it comes down to a final drive where Allen makes the plays, uh, maybe against a bit of an exhausted Chiefs defense. And then what happens? The exact opposite. And I said, why? Why would I do that to myself? This is the stupidest thing ever. In the middle of Mahomes' peak to pick against them. It's just like the Patriots. It's like every year I would pick the other team. It's like, why did I do that again? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go Chiefs um, until proven otherwise for a while. And I think last week is a reminder of that because this might be the least talented or least efficient Chiefs team that we see within about a 10-year period. And if this team's still in the AFC Championship game, why, I don't know, why ever pick against them? All right. Well, the uh, will the uh, will the national uh, narrative allow the Lions to be the upstart, or are there too many uh, Brock Purdy, Mike Shanahan uh, apologists, um, yeah. fanboys? I say truthers, but yeah. I, that wasn't the right word either. Um, there's there's just so much of a want to love like, interest. Ba- I got to back I got to back Shanahan is the is the deal, and so is Purdy. Are they going to allow the Lions to go uh, upend it? Yeah, I actually think the Lions are an overwhelming emotional favorite. I've talked to some people in the Bay Area, and they're like, we get it. We're the villains this week. We get it. Nobody wants us to win. The Lions are such a remarkable story, of course, because of their long list of miseries throughout the years, but also because that crowd is so crazy and electric. And now you have the Eminem thing in there as well, kind of symbolic of you know, Detroit. Eminem is ruining my, my ability to watch football. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, I think that 
overwhelmingly America wants to see the Lions keep winning and go to a Super Bowl. And I think people are tired of the, the Niners. I've gotten a lot of listeners that are like, I don't want to see the Chiefs. I don't want to see the Niners. I'm sick of both of them. So, yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of Shanahan apologists. And, look, I can be one as well. I love the offenses that he runs and the creativity. Last week they didn't play very well, but uh, I am hard pulling for the Lions. And I think my guess is almost everybody outside the Bay Area is as well. Yeah, San Francisco is one of those teams that I look at and I just go, you bring nothing to the table. Like, it's just nothing about San Francisco that I'm like, ah, I like that or this and that. Like, not, not player-wise because they have – like, just the, the, the franchise. I guess that was from growing up as a Giant fan and kicking their ass in the playoffs all the time. Like, there's a, to me, there's nothing appealing about the San Francisco 49ers. They have sometimes wear some of the worst uniforms in the NFL too. And it's like, eh, hey, their stadium is – isn't that great? It faces the sun. Like yeah. I have the I have the Montana to Young. Like you can't keep doing this phase of of that to me. Like you had your you had your day. You had your day in the sun. You you ran through two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You shouldn't you shouldn't be at this position again. I suppose a little bit the longevity of their ultimate like franchise run. Yeah, I guess I I guess I feel like the Niners. Da like a lot of people feel like the Chiefs. I guess I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think the Niners are hurt by coach quarterback not being interesting or forthcoming. I mean, Brock Purdy's efficient, but he's not interesting. I mean, he's totally guarded. He's totally bland. Um, the most interesting thing about him is whether you think he's actually good or not, but nothing about his personality. And Kyle Shanahan's incredibly guarded as well. He always looks so miserable on the sideline, and, and he doesn't give you personality. Now, flip that around. Look at the story of Jared Goff, who's a former number one overall pick, went to a Super Bowl discarded in the Matthew Stafford trade, and here he is after the game, given given the, the, the game ball after they beat the Rams in the wild card round, and he's like, I love you guys. This is amazing that we're not done yet. And Dan Campbell, who's the greatest character we have in the NFL in the head coaching sense, add to that a fan base that hasn't won a division in 30 years, hasn't ever been to a Super Bowl, only once ever been to an NFC championship game and a city that's so, uh, you know, beaten on that it's such a night and day thing. It's like the lions are fresh. They're cool. They're exciting. They're new. And the, the Niners is like, yeah, we've seen them and they're boring and they give you nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, if the Lions if the Lions win this football game and we have two weeks of Lions in the Super Bowl conversation, I mean, I don't know where this thing is going to go because people are really into that team, and, yep. and I hope they do it. We'd, we'd have so much Dan Campbell. It'd be fantastic. So, I mean, and Calvin Johnson's friendly with the organization again. Barry Sanders is on the sideline. It's like, I didn't grow up with this Lions team. I grew up with a Lions team that all the former players hated the organization. <laughs> right, they were always yeah. in last place. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? And also an organization that had Rod Marinelli Ugh. and uh, uh, Schwartz and, uh, and Matt Patricia and Bobby Ross. I mean, a lot of bad, miserable, anonymous coaches. So this is such a crazy turn of events. Rod Marinelli is a great dish at Jasper's. They serve the best Rod Marinelli <laughs> you're going to find. Rod Marinelli. I'll take the Marinelli Rod Marinelli with a side of, side of rigatoni. <laughs> Who's the guy the, 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 uh, in, in uh, Vegas that we talked about that was the interim coach? Oh, uh, Rich oh, Basaccia. Rich Basaccia. Yeah, yeah, Jasper yeah. serves a great Rich, Rich Basaccia as well. Yeah, Mar- go with the Rod Marinelli. Marinelli. Yeah. Basaccia with the Marinelli sauce to die for. <laughs> it is to die for. All right, DA, enjoy championship weekend. We'll talk to you later. Okay.
Sounds good, guys. See you. All right, that's DA yeah. and Mad Dog Sports Radio, and of course, 610 Sports Radio <laughs> alum. From the text line, a nice glass of Rich Passaccia. <laughs> that's it. I couldn't remember. I can't like, remember Rich, the guy's name. Rich Passaccia. That's it. That's it. <sighs> Rod Marinelli or Rich Passaccia. Yeah. And then, I mean, back in the day, there was a Wayne Fonts. I know, and he was the best they had. And he was boring as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was rest he, in peace. He would, I mean, but he was he'd give you nothing. nothing. He was he was he was Wayne Fonts. I right. mean, the name kind and of and then said there it was all. Len Fonts. Really? His brother. A hundred percent on this one. What? Yeah, no, right I think it. you're BSing me here. Len Fonts was on the coaching staff. Look it up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.